What's up? Hello, everybody, everywhere. Hi. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining us today. I am Brendan, and I'm joined with Lane. Hi. And we're yeah. here to talk about childhood today on Jaded <laughs> and Afraid. We're talking Jaded and Afraid childhood. children. Yep. Just taking our children, making them, making them nice and jaded and afraid. You know what they say: the children are our future, and our future is bleak. And you know what they said in the past: they said our children are our future, and uh, we didn't do that well. At some point, when Donald Trump was a child, people said the children are our future, right? Well, I mean, he's getting into fights with babies right now, and I'm <laughs> bringing still it back to his roots. R- really, like fighting the way he used to. And in my opinion, <laughs> that was Donald Trump baby. Yeah. That wasn't his baby. That was him as a baby. Yeah. Coming in from the past. Can I say that? Trying to stop his presidency. I liked him the most when he yelled at that baby. <laughs> dude, I think that. Uh, I was like, yeah, dude, fuck babies. The congregation of. Trump supporters were like, you know what? This guy, he can yell at babies. I've always yelled at babies. This <laughs> guy a, gets me. If I hear a baby crying at an airplane, I'm going to smack that soft-headed motherfucker. If I hear an airplane crying at a baby, I'm like, shut up, airplane. Shut up, airplane. You can't cry. You don't have feelings. You're metal. You are you fly and shit. You've got <laughs> no reason to cry. You can just lift up on those metal wings and soar. Do you think birds ever cry? Dude, do you think I ever cry? The yes, answer is yes. All the time. Uh, all right. You're so crying right now. I am in a constant <laughs> state of moist eyes. <laughs> Yo, check out our new band, Moist Eyes. Dude, eye, eyelids glistening uh, is our first EP. Yeah. Coming at you strong and weak at the same time. <laughs> Uh, so childhood. That's right. What were your favorite parts about the childhood you had that you didn't have? <laughs> because you're a small, tiny beaker baby that came out of nothingness. My favorite part of my childhood was when I wasn't dying. I think my favorite part of childhood was rationalizing depression sure. as like an eight-year-old kid. You'll get over it. At eight year old, at eight years old, I already had like strong like nah. mental paradigms of what feelings were and how they affected me poorly. Nah, dude, you were just sad. Well, in general, <laughs> but I rationalized it right. really well. No, honestly, my favorite part of childhood was um <clears throat> when I went to see my I mean my fondest memories were when I went to see my mom's side of the family. Um and I mean, a lot of that had to do with it being like holidays and summer vacation and shit. But I always just remember to have like a ton of fun with my aunts and uncles. I have more, <laughs> I have more than one aunt. I don't know why I didn't put an S at the end of that word. All right, guys. So trigger warning. We're going to be talking about loving families. I don't yeah. know if that's going to be a hot button issue. If, if you guys don't have a loving family and you feel left out, just imagine uh, Gilmore Girls and then also Seventh Heaven. Yeah, apply that to your everyday life and then add, like, a warm, cozy blanket that sometimes feels wet. <laughs> you don't know if you're just just comfortable in a you wet know, blanket or not. You know, like, when you leave uh, shit in the dryer for a little too long and it gets cold and you're like, I don't know if this is still damp or if it's just too cold. Right. I, I experience that every day. Another trigger warning. 
uh, will be dryer machine users. I don't know if that's going to be a hot button issue. Yeah. But I grew up like, you know, very familia, very sure. Irish, you know. We're bilingual we, here, Jane and Afraid. We stand, we, our Irish heritage stands next to each other tighter than, you know, the whiskey seal itself. Like there was, there was, there was nothing to everything you could rationalize down to family, no matter how irrational the thought was. And my family always like made it an, an extreme effort to go out and like see each other and like have these huge family gatherings that everyone was down to down to go see. I'm I'm going to a family reunion this um this Saturday at a very discreet location. I'm not telling all you crazies out there. I think he's going to New Jersey. It's probably New Jersey. <laughs> if anyone from New York ever goes to visit their family, it's in New Jersey. Hey, man, I go to m- more northern New York sometimes. Uh, um. Yeah, man, I don't know. I feel like childhood was... I had a pretty good childhood. I can't really complain. I. This is why this was a bad idea, because we're both going to be like, yeah, childhood. I don't think about it. Yeah, no, but I like I do think about it, but in like weird ways. I don't know. Like, I every once in a while I'll get like a twinge of a memory, and then it'll be like, do you have that thing where like certain things set you off, like the smell of like certain foods, and you're like, oh, you've got triggers. Oh, uh, sh- yeah, but not like in a real way, because I don't know. I always get the weirdest, you, you know. I mean, like senses, uh, smells, certain tastes like that. They always take you back in like. Yeah. For for some reason, you associate like some like a lot of certain tastes and smells to feelings that you had when you were a kid. That starts in your hippocampus as you're forming your long term memories. Science lesson. I feel like I dream a lot about what happened in my childhood, um, and not in like a like I dream about not like a like fucking war dreams. Like Vietnam, you, you don't have just like <laughs> you don't have twelve year old PTSD I had, like I looking like, back at the Lego blocks. Yeah, no, like yeah, if I if I see like a Tonka truck, I like lose it. But <laughs> no, I I know I like a lot of my dreams have to do with like I see those I, uh, those rug those rug car things. I'm like, I need to search I this for IEDs. Those. those things were fucking dope, dude. Those things were those great. Those are the life. Well, you know, another was a great toy, light bright. Oh, dude, choking hazards for days. Dude, light brights were fucking great. And that wasn't with... that wasn't a choking hazard. That was a choking dare. Yeah, they were saying like, <laughs> fucking try and I'll... live past thirteen. <laughs> I'm almost certain that somebody in like the state department, some census taker, was like, went to like a top official. And he's like, oh, this is what I need to know. And then they went into another room and like the door sealed, and there was like thicker walls. And he was like, look. Mr. President, <laughs> suddenly the president is in this hypothetical. Is this like president of Mattel or is this president <laughs> no, of the U.S.? the United States. <laughs> so when the light price came out, let's say Clinton, right? Bill Clinton. They're like, look, President sure, Clinton. They're like, look, President Clinton. U.S. population's at an all-time high. We're hey never going <laughs> to... That That's was a great, that was a hey great Clinton impression. <laughs> <laughs> the visuals really help on this audio podcast. <laughs> uh, they're like, look... Mr. Mr. President Clinton, 
U.S. population is an all-time high. We're not going to be able to sustain ourselves. I did not have sexual <laughs> relations with that population. And we need we need a we need a discreet way to thin the population. And Mr. Clinton's like, well, we can't use fluoride. They they're all on our case about fluoride in the water now. And so they had to find a way to discreetly kill people. To curb the population. And then, yeah, some guy at Mattel gets a call, and, <laughs> and he's like, I'm on it. And that's how the light break came to be. I'm pretty sure. It was a government conspiracy to just <laughs> choke a whole generation of kids to thin the population. Dude, I was thinking about this the other day. So I I had a, I had a terrible group of friends. I yeah, was... Right. I was the, the group punching bag, like, by and far. Still am, even for myself. <laughs> And when I hang out with myself, oh, I really give it. Oh, I really, I really just want to punch myself in the face every time I'm caught hanging out with myself. But like, I, I, I look back and I remember seeing like I should have died so many times when I yeah. was a kid. Like, the, I keep remembering this one time where I was out with my shitty friends at their shitty house that was a lot better than mine, and I was riding an ATV and they were just like fucking with me nonstop about controls and i was also like i deserve to be shit on because i would like pre progressively shit back on other people as like a defense mechanism sure and that defense mechanism was a bad mechanism because it was just like always led me into trouble it was an offense mechanism it, it was an, uh, an offense uh 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 technology sure i guess uh but anyway like i I remember like rolling an ATV over a cliff at one of my friend's house over me. I remember like, so that was the first time that I thought I was just absolutely dead. Yeah. And I mean, I've had a few of those. Yeah. I don't know. Nine years old. Right. It's scary. I mean, not to one up you, but I did have heart surgery. Okay. Here we go. Here he goes again. (laughs) Like, so for all those ladies out there that dig those scars. Lane's got a scar-sized chest, and he's ready for your best. <laughs> That's right. The, the 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 section of the scar is really undercut by how winded I get in bed. <laughs> and how staggeringly un... <laughs> Athletic I am forced to be. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually don't even want to talk about it. But I did, <laughs> I did have <laughs> heart surgery several times, a.k.a. four. Um, is that the word for several? Probably. It uh, is now, at least. Yeah, at least four times I've had a heart surgery. Three were when I was a baby, so it didn't really matter because they're like, well, if it died, it's like, you if know. If it died. Don't I you feel love like referring until to yourself like, in the third person as a non-gendered <laughs> it? Until you're like two, it's like a warranty on like, you're like, well, you try. You, that's never mind that's a dark joke. do you get your money back i think they do get their money if your kid dies before 100 percent not true i don't think that's true at all going straight uh, to the pits of hell fuck but no uh my fourth surgery was in uh we were in casablanca in, i was in i was in morocco no i was in fourth <laughs> grade and so we like went down and he was like we're gonna cut open your chest and like poke around your heart and i was like rad i'm gonna play pokemon because I was in fourth grade, and I remember, like, sitting in the doctor, I was talking to my parents, and he's like, well, you know, with, like, any surgery, there is, like, a, you know, there's a, there's an accountable risk that you could die, and I was like, oh, okay, and then ever since then, I was just like, it's just kind of been, like, 
something I've I've known, you know. Well, I mean, you've it was always cool. been you you've just been introduced to the concept of dying young. Yeah, not like dying young, but I young at a young age I was introduced to dying. Just being desensitized to it entirely. Yeah, it was pretty nice because I really just didn't I I still don't really care about. Like it's not something I fear. I mean, I'm sure you're going to be like going to become a great case study for whoever, you know, decides to get published because of you probably like in the near future. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Well, it was funny cuz I went to the adult uh, adult I went to the adult cardiologist um, just recently like I'm at my adult one cuz I'm at the age where I have to like stop going to the pediatric one. You'd think it would be sooner, but it's not. And like the cool thing is that the operation I had, like my age group is like the first um the first like generation that had it because it was a relatively new procedure when I had it. So like everyone who's had that procedure is just now entering a, the adult, adult cardiology uh, world. So like I went in and like got my echo and this like, this like rad tech or echo tech, whatever they are. And like this fellow were like, Holy shit, your heart's so crazy. And I was like, yeah, I guess, but like it didn't strike me that they had like not seen like what I had before. So that was pretty cool. Well, that at was... the same time, like the only reason that you're alive from that is that so many people had like died previously. Oh yeah. I of the I, same shit. My life is on the shoulders of many dead kids. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh Shout out oh. to people born before the 90s. Yeah, shout out to people successfully, like, born through, you know, terribly inducive labor, because, like, that's... Yeah, I mean, the labor was fine. It was after they were, like... I mean, it's like the whole gestation process didn't go right. Yeah, it's just kind of all... It was kind of all fucky. But, hey, I'm here, and I'm shitty as ever. Couldn't be more happy. Mm-hmm. So, I think one of my favorite parts of childhood was not having to play sports. <laughs> Cause I I can't, my heart will explode or whatever. There was no force. There was no force. I mean, I was. I did not care. I I was consistently like, con- I was constantly, you know, battered and berated to to being a bench rider. And then as I was, I just became so easily discouraged from you know having kind of jockey older brothers and just a really negative group of kids around Your older me. brothers rode horses uh <laughs> i mean they have and i haven't <laughs> they were not equestrian were they short men alex didn't ride i'll beep that well because he said alex didn't ride horses because he said you can say her name i don't care alex yeah because you I said, can say alex's name sure because you said uh jockey it was it was a because jockey's oh, thanks. right Thanks for that. You're really just you're pulling in the punches. You're you're not holding back today. That's that's what's important. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> one of my favorite things about uh, my childhood were all the forms of escapism I learned about. What were your favorite forms of childhood escapism? Uh, which you were best at. Yeah. I well actually I wanted to get back to this will tie in I promise but I want to get back to a point um, that you said. Where you're like, you had a shitty group of friends. I didn't like my friends until like the end of high school. 
and I don't know why, looking back, I hung out with the people. Because I, like, straight up just did not enjoy the people I was hanging out with. And it wasn't, like, that they were even bad people. It was just that we weren't, like, compatible. But it's just, like, when you're in a small town, you, like, grow up with a certain group of friends. And you just kind of get locked in. And, like, until, like, my junior year of high school, I just didn't hang out with people that I liked. And I would, I would just be, like, I just didn't enjoy myself. So I spent a lot of time alone because i was like i had friends but i was like i don't want to hang out with these people um so i watched a lot of tv tv was my tv and movies were probably my biggest form of escapism uh full house shout out to full house a lot of full house a lot of fresh prints a lot of fresh prints a lot of fresh grounded for life is a show that sticks with me a lot it was right there it was it was in a cusp of a weird time yeah it came out in like what 2000 so I I would say it came out in 2002 and ran until 2007. Yeah. Well, because I remember that was like the first show. Because I mean, like Full House, Fresh Prince, like those shows were like kind of when we were born. Like most of the things we watched from that show were reruns. Like we weren't really on it. Ground for Life was like the first show I remember. Like it, like I remember it being promoted. I remember like advertised. Boy Meets World. Yeah, Boy Meets World. That's a big one. But even that was like it came out in like what, like ninety five? Like I was at like, least, yeah. I was like one when it came. So like there's still like you were still like kind of catching up. Grounded for Life was like I remember like I that like I started watching that show when it came out and I watched it until it ended. Like it was the first show that I like watched it in its entirety. Uh even Stevens, I feel like was another show that yeah, kind of like one. hit right around our Yeah. Right around our group. I that guess. show was fucking great. That show was real good. That was great. It it did. Uh, How uh, Christina uh, Carlson Ramon. Carlson Ramon Christina Carlson Ramon did not have as insane of a um, uh, professional career as Shia LaBeouf afterwards is beyond me. Sexism. Uh, I don't think. I think <laughs> it's just pure mental instability in general. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that she had the same opportunities to be like flaunt her insanity and also get somehow a lot of the same career spots as Shia LaBeouf did. But uh, I mean, the last time I saw her was Cadet Kelly, I think. Well, and then she was in the news a couple of years ago because she like went out into her balcony and in strippers clothes in front of her fiance. Why is that news? That's the most upsetting thing I've ever heard. Who gives a shit? That's how it she goes. She dressed up sexy for her fiance. I think they like live streamed it on Facebook. I think that was no, because it was before that live was before live streaming. I feel it was like the news some just, social media. I feel plugging. like the news just fucking sucks. Oh well, yeah. Like who cares? I mean, well, I mean, the news is such a troubling time now, and I mean, it always has been. I don't. I still don't know Walter whether or not Conkrey, we just. It was cool. I don't know if we're growing into becoming more knowledge about news media separation no, from like was, real it problems wasn't, it wasn't always as bad the issue was when it became 24 7 cycle mm-hmm. when it was 24 hour cycle because then they were just like once you don't have like a cap on the news like because before it was like they told all the news that there was and then they stopped when there wasn't news but now there's always news the the news on and it's not like 
I would say out of like the 24 hours that like CNN runs programming, I would say that maybe two of them are actual like things that are real and have not been said before. But how how is there a 24 hours new hour news cycle, but so much of actual journalistic n- integral news is so, you know, washed to the bottom of the barrel and like not even discussed it's not only a content demand yeah. it's a it's it's a trendy content demand. well i think yeah and i think the other thing is that there's there's like huge turnaround like i just watched spotlight i just caught up and watched spotlight you haven't seen it all beforehand mm-hmm. I just great saw, like, movie great movie but what i noticed about that movie is like and that was kind of a special case because it was like an investigative branch of a newspaper which but you like, were already rooting for because it was already at a time where those were being completely cut out right but the thing is is that they spent and that was only like when that takes place like 2000, 2002 or 2001 because 9-11 was mm-hmm. it yeah so like that was only yeah 15 years ago they uh they like spent months and months researching that doesn't happen anymore like even like the new york times and like washington post like they like turn around like the second something happens because of the internet they have to get the story out it's a daily so demand like, of content so the research like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. as like because they can it's so easy to just type up a correction they just need to be like the first ones with like the story and so i feel like it's just been so is the media like oh, fucked are are they are they losing like regard for accountability at that point? Do they just not even give a shit about the stories that they send out? Once it's out there, it's done, and they're moving on to the next piece. I feel like they don't have to be. I feel like we aren't holding them accountable. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like no one is saying like, "Hey, you did that. You didn't tell that story right." Like, because no one's checking their facts. I mean, they are, but like, no one's paying attention to it. For mm-hmm. the people that are, I don't know. It's. I basically it's just like the the best thing you can do right now is just kind of like read three or four articles about whatever news story you're trying to figure out and then like take all of it with a grain of salt and at the same time everyone <laughs> like it's kind of fucked everyone sees what they want to see in yeah. everything like that like you can you can show two completely opposite of the spectrum people the same article and they'll only pull you know the the points and the counterpoints that back up their story yeah yeah it's also just like this polarizing of like views where it's just like oh if you don't agree with everything that i agree with like you're a bad person and it's like i don't know and there's also just like this constant beratement of if you don't see exactly how i see that means that you also have these opinions. If right. if you think this one idea, then that means that you think these other three ideas that don't that aren't yeah. you know lined up completely right. on a linear scale. They're not exactly you know cause and effect here. Yeah. You're just you're just associating like a people in one. Well, yeah, subset it's just like a stereotype. Opinions. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it's like if someone's like, oh, I'm like for stricter immigration laws. Like, people are just like, you're a racist. And it's like, those are two completely separate, like, political views that a person can have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's a lot on both sides, though. I feel like that, like, if you, like, don't, if you, like, say something against hate speech, like, you're not for the First Amendment or, like, 
if you like criticize Obama, you're a racist. Like it's just like everyone wants to push everyone to the extreme of like whatever they say. Mm-hmm. Well, is that because we want to figure out where their breaking points are? I think it's because Boy Meets World ended. <laughs> Everything that's wrong in the world is because Boy Meets World. It's because <laughs> Sean Hunter found the love of his life. Yeah. I literally, I want to say, um, DVG has a lyric in one of his new songs that's like, learned, learned all my lessons from Feeney. Shout out. Derek von Gardner, DVG, DVG, he's a he's a good he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know him personally, but I assume he's a good. Never guy. will. <laughs> I might. You never know. Nope. <laughs> never going um, to. But yeah, I. But I like, learned... I literally, I literally learned a lot of my morals from Boy Meets World. I don't know if that's like corny to Dude, say, Eric but and I, Feeney. But I actually like learned like learned life lessons from that show. Well, one thing that that show did really well was it. It, I mean, it wasn't as progressive as we like to look back and think that it was. If, if Boy Meets World came out, ABC Family full contract today, as it was 20 years ago, it would probably be one of the most progressive shows on television and would probably tell a very impressive story. Unfortunately, Girl Meets World went on to Disney Channel and was really lost to the presses. But Boy Meets World, that was a bummer. It, it showed really tough, like, conversations and and how it's better to just say what's on your mind and just just say what's on your mind yeah you didn't word it right they didn't hear it right it wasn't said correctly it's not gonna turn to turn into the conversation you thought it was going to turn into Mm -hmm. but always saying what's on your mind and what's happening around you will always have a better result than you know, passive aggressively keeping everything bottled up or trying to figure it out some roundabout way. Yeah. Well, another great thing that that show did was it was like, it was very pro like intellectualism, even though like Sean and or Sean and Corey were like kind of slack offs. They still did a great job of like Feeney being like, yo, you got to know like history and like, you got to understand how the world works because like, you're gonna be screwed if you don't. That was always that was always what like the episodes where Feeney was like, guys, you gotta like understand what the fuck's happening. Mm-hmm. Was pretty chill. I enjoyed well, that. Yeah, I I mean that that also went along with um like Feeney also being kind of their life lessoners, like their their life kind of mentor and guide. Yes. I mean, that's also just how storytelling works. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's hard because I'm definitely looking back at it with rose-colored glasses, but that show is tight. God damn it, guys. So we didn't know what the fuck to name this episode. We di- we don't know what, like... I feel like childhood, right? That was our springboard? Childhood was the springboard. Well, Disney Channel original movies was, <laughs> was the original springboard. Yo, yeah, that's true. Let's just, let's just jump right in. To, to DCOMs. Okay, guys. I mean, Disney Channel original movies. Yeah. DCOMs. DCOMs, as it, the cool kids said. The colloquial. I remember get, getting into high, the middle school and I was like, yo, guys, you see the latest DCOM? Yeah, I remember walking up to my friends and saying, hello, adolescent peers. <laughs> uh, haveth you caught? Yeah. I the remember, latest I remember sit, sitting on the bleachers, passing back and forth a marijuana joint and saying, 
hey, do you watch that DCOM? I remember uh, running into the parking lot with all my friends with their cigarettes, <laughs> leaning on their Transams with their leather jackets, <laughs> and saying, hi, peers. Let me tell you a thing or two about DCOMs. I remember having premarital sex with my middle school girlfriend <laughs> on her parents' California queen. I remember... And uh, saying, hey, you see that? <laughs> California queen. <laughs> I was like, you see that decom also thanks for the premarital sex. That's just how I'm gonna talk to beds now. It's like, yeah, it's a Boston full, but it's a California queen. <laughs> no, that would definitely be the other way around. I don't want to see a Boston full. That's a, a Boston- whole Boston full of people over there. A Boston full is just a cardboard box that's kind of wet. <laughs> It's got a weird smell of the sea, even though you don't see any water around. You're uptown, you're not even close to the pier. Why does it smell like the sea? <laughs> oh, man. What were you saying? Decoms? Yeah, Something about channel. decoms. Dude. All right. The launch of all the greatest careers. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Jack Black. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Duff. Uh, Maybe. They Hillary Duff's career real. was a springboard into a black hole. I feel like she's doing all right now. I just read an article about her. She's like, oh, you, you're on top of your Hillary Duff game. She was like, she's just kind of chilling. She like had a kid or something. She's just kind of living life. Well, I mean, like, you know, she brought down Avril Lavigne's career yeah. or whatever. That happened? Probably not. I don't mean to throw shade at Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff, you, 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 my Lizzie McGuire. Remember when she became a um, singer? Dude, that episode of Liz McGuire, the the uh, Dio de los Muertos yeah, episode. Ooh. Let the rain fall down. No. Nope. Stare my skin. That's something, nope. right? That was a song she sang. I mean, yeah. My sister was really into Hillary Duff when she became a singer. I don't know why. We played her album a lot in the car. W- was your sister Hillary Duff and like she was doing like a really shitty form of promotion? My sister is not a Hannah Montana Hillary Duff. Dude, she might be a Hannah Montana Hillary Duff. I just learned today that there's a Helena Montana and I really wanted to do a My Chemical Romance. <laughs> Helena Montana. Crossover. What is Helena Montana? Is that the... It's just a really small town. I was watching it on this Oh, great... you don't mean like a person. You mean I don't like... mean a person. Okay. I mean, I, I saw it on this great five-star show called uh, Tiny Homes. Sure. I thought it was about a really tiny... I thought it was Peter Dinklage as Sherlock Holmes. Turns out it's not. Tiny Homes. That'd be so great. Why haven't they done a Tiny, tiny homes? homes? Peter Dinklage is like, oh, under the cabinet. There's a knife. And they're like, we're so glad you're short enough to see that, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> the only that's advantage like the crux, of having Peter That's Dinklage. like the crux of every episode. He's just short enough to see evidence. He's eye level with evidence. <laughs> On average. He's got the height advantage for underneath the table. I remember hanging out with all my cool friends smoking smoking re- reefer and being like you see that tiny homes with peter dinklage hey guys you remember uh all those douglas adams <laughs> sure you do. ever travel the galaxy sure have you ever uh you ever hitchhiked <laughs> through them all through all of the universes you ever you ever seen uh 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 good old good old blues brothers too 
they make a second one? I thought so. I think Hannibal Burris's next uh, tour that he's doing right now is called the Hannibal Montana Bullshit Tour. I think that the next tour I'm going to do is uh, Xenon Z4. Dude, yeah. Okay, well, fuck. That was so... Okay. Decoms. Holy shit. It My, just brink. Like, yeah, brink. End, of, end brink. of discussion. That's it. Brink. I mean, all right. If you want to do Airborne, because I'm pretty sure that was one of Jack Black's earliest films. Airborne? It was the one where... They, it's the race instead of the vert ramp. They have to race downhill on rollerblades, and they like jump over like well, they medians had to and bridges, and they but jump they, onto like storage cargo trucks. But they had to race downhill in Brink. Too. Yeah, Brink was better. And he threw the marbles at his friend, or the rocks or whatever. Yeah, but like Airborne was about a surfer, true, so true. Dude, Johnny Tsunami, though. Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami was a good one. Under Wraps, OG, always a classic. What are your top five? My shoot, t- shoot all right, top, top five, five DCOMs. Uh, top five, Brink. Yep. Alley Cat Strike. Fuck. Uh, Don't Look Under the Bed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, the other two are so useless to me. Like, those are my top three. Uh, God. Pre-top five break, what are your top five? And I'll finish mine on the way back. Uh, I don't even know if I can remember the names of all five. Brink, obviously. Brink is the best Disney Channel original movie that's ever made. Dude, that's skate better. Indisputable. Skate better. Brink, um, I'd say I'd say Smart House. There we go. Right? Katie Siegel. Brink, Smart House, Don't Look Under the Bed. Um, fuck. I don't Johnny Tsunami I think is up there, and then I don't know I can't think of. I think my one. last two would be probably Halloween Town. Oh shit yeah Halloween Town. And I'm gonna replace Johnny Tsunami with Halloween Town. Halloween okay Town I'm gonna four. replace Smart House with uh with with Johnny Tsunami. Okay, I, was that? So four. that's my fifth. So okay you, we well, did five. We did it. Yeah dude Halloween Town was great. Halloween Town up until like, I, the third one was great. No, even like all right, so Halloween like, honestly, Town two they all got kind of held up. Halloween Town two didn't ma- matter. Halloween Town three. No, I was, liked Halloween Town. 2. Oh yeah, that was Akbar's Revenge. Calabar. Calabar, dude. Calabar. I it mean, was, it got kind of goofy. That oh, was wait, no, Assault Rifles shit. Revenge. I'm sorry. All right, I need to redo it. I keep remembering them. Brink, Smart House, My Date with the Pre- President's Daughter, Ooh. definitely on there. Speaking of boy, meets then world. don't look under the bed, and then what was the one I just said? Uh, Halloween yeah. That, dude. My Day with the President's Daughter is so good. Remember when he gets her the fucking I, All I remember ring? is, like, do you remember when they went to the mall? Like, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's the first scene. They got a ring pop. I'm pretty My sure that's been, like... with the President's Daughter. No, because he got her a little... Ri- it wasn't a ring pop, it was a little ring. Oh, it was a little hypno the... ring. Yeah. Was it a mood ring? Yeah, it was, like, a little hypno mood ring. And then he's like, you can't does care both. about her. You can't be both. You gotta it pick could one. be. You gotta pick one. It was a hypno ring. It was like a, it was one of those like optical illusions, dude. Do you remember the Pokemon movie? Yeah. Well, the two thousand. Yeah. Do you remember when you went to the theater and they gave you the holographic Mew card? Yeah. That I still was... have mine. Oh, I, wish I still have my holographic Mew, dude. I still Fuck, have I my I still have my mine. golden my gold Charizard and Pikachu that I got That's from tight. Burger King, but before that was like yo foreclosed. my first. Pokemon card pack I opened up had a holographic Charmander in it. How dope is that? Dude. 
holographic Charmander? Yeah. It's so tiny. Yeah. He's cute. Yeah. Guys, leave us an answer in the comments below. What was your first Pokemon card? And have you ever been laid? <laughs> Who is your first Pokemon <laughs> card? Guys, guys, have you ever been laid by a Pokemon? Let us know in the comments below. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> mm, mm, that's that's him uh i don't know man because i always want to go charizard charizard's sure. charizard's my man uh but i'll go suicune whom that's uh the legendary from sapphire oh okay. which was that what was that it was kind of like a reindeer with like a bunch of like weird frilly things oh uh, yeah dude suicune's pretty dope mine is umbreon Okay, yeah, any fucking Eevee evolution. There's no, no, dude, title. Umbreon's the best Eevee evolution. That thing was bad as hell. That was hell. the one about darkness. Yeah, it's the dark type, and it looks cool as fuck. I remember when I, I so I had these family friends, and we would, like, have, like, sleepovers while our parents, I assume, drank and ignored us. Right. And, like, the kids were you a little... You pretended they were happy. Yeah. The kids were a little younger than I was, but we, like, got along, because I'm pretty sure I'm autistic. And we would always play Pokemon together, and they had the cards. And I remember one night, this is probably, I must have been like seven, and they were probably like five, right? Was I older than seven? Maybe I was like eight or nine. The point is, we like came up with this thing that if you slept with like a Pokemon card under your pillow, that like when you woke up, that Pokemon would be there in real life. Oh, there were so many of them. And, like, I knew it wasn't real, but, like, I still can remember the disappointment I felt when I woke up and there wasn't an Umbreon, like, lying (laughs) on my chest. Because I wanted an Umbreon in real life so badly. Was that the first time you really experienced disappointment? No. I was... (laughs) No. I've been experiencing that for a long time. Wait, no. That might have been the first time I experienced disappointment. That's not the first time I caused disappointment. Oh, well, no. No, that happened a solid, however I had, old you are, minus nine months. I don't know if this actually happened to me, but that just made me remember. I had a reoccurring dream where I was at the, um, what was that fucking festival we had where you could play, like, the winter games and you, like, won tokens. It was in the rank, and it was, like, at night, like, the New York the um, something. Uh, 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 and they always had, like, curling and shit, and you, like... They had, like, the Slapshot competition. It wasn't the Essex County games. Um, no, it was, some, it was like, literally just, like, a fun festival. Oh, the Empire games. Yeah, dude. I remember I had this dream, because I always went to the Empire games with my mom. I had this dream that I was, like, there, and I got a balloon, and I, like, lost it in the rafters. Like, I let go of it, and it flowed up to the la- rafters. And I was like, Mom, give me another balloon, you bitch. <laughs> I assume it's like how I said it in my dream. Whatever the 12-year-old <laughs> co- uh, compliment of, do it, do bitch. It. And, is... uh, yeah. and she wouldn't get me another balloon. And that was like a reoccurring dream I had. And, it made and you me... were like, you trying to fight me, son? <laughs> it made me real mad. <laughs> that was such a weird dream. Why did I uh, have that tell dream? Tell us more and more about your entitlement. I love it. Why did I have that dream? And why did it make me mad that she wouldn't give me another balloon? Who gives a shit? I did. I you. Did. I can't remember, though, if that actually happened. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I still don't understand because I, I never read the thing. What? But there's there's <laughs> this whole new movement 
And by new movement, I mean, you know, preconceived and already understood science that I don't really care about subscribing to yet because I don't feel like looking it up. Where Evolution? Every, every time that you recall a memory, so many details have been changed that it's not even an accurate de- description of your memory really anymore. I can see that. I can understand that. But it's something like every time you recall a specific memory, so much of it is altered by your perception that of it. That is like not even real. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's Yeah. I don't know I don't know how much I subscribe to that. I feel like re- at least for like short-term memory, I definitely feel like it you kind of remember it the way you happened unless you have like a psychological issue with it, like you're you're like forcing yourself not to remember it but i definitely think like i mean i feel like while we're talking about childhood we've all repressed something that we remembered incorrectly later yeah i definitely think childhood it's it's different but it's also just like i i think i think your emotion i don't know if this is backed by science at all but (laughs) i think that you're lane mcfadden (laughs) i don't know if this is backed by science at all but i'm gonna say it (laughs) i feel like your emotional memory is a lot stronger than your like practical detail oriented memory you know what i mean because like i can remember well humans are subjective like like think about like like i remember when i got um like my game boy color like that's like a strong memory of mine i was like at my grandma's house you called it a color (laughs) wow yikes yikes so i got i got a game boy color and pokemon gold it was like my big christmas present that year I was at my grandma's house for Christmas, and I like remember that feeling, but like, that's the, but the details I just told you are as far as it goes, and that memory. So it's like I don't. I feel like a lot of memories, just like the emotional response you had, is what sticks with you, and then you kind of just like fill in the details that you think are accurate around there. All right. Well, I think that's going to. Uh, is uh, that it? I think that's going to bring it to a close. All right. For our random stream of conscious that might have had something to do with childhood. It certainly almost did. Memories, nostalgia. Let's let's end with this. What was your favorite Christmas present? What was my favorite Christmas present? Um What was your favorite Christmas present? Definitely the Game Boy Color I just told you. Uh, that was that was like what made me become a gamer. I think my favorite Christmas present was these RC. I fucking I was oh I was so diehard for RC shit for remote control shit. Yeah. But um these RC motorcycle like that we had, uh Keegan JT and I me my two older brothers we all got one and they were all about I'd say about a foot tall. And the way you start it is like you'd get the motor going and then you'd kind of throw it forward. I feel like the biggest problem with Keegan, JT, and I, me, my big old, my older brothers, getting any remote controlled things was they'd always be broken. Yeah, they break like they break like that day. They yeah, break it, on Christmas. If they didn't break on Christmas, they broke the next time I remembered I owned it. Yeah. And tried to use it. That's the saddest thing about fucking. I know we're trying to wrap up. That's the saddest thing about christmas presents i feel like i used all of them for like a month and then never touched them again i mean the like, ones i use most are the ones that actually had like bluetooth speakers that my yeah, family's bought me right. like computer equipment that my family's bought me no recently i have but i mean like when i was a kid i got like a shit ton of hot wheel tracks that i used like three times each <laughs> maybe 
I was all about Hot Wheels tracks and like we d- we just didn't understand reusability. Yeah, we were just then. shitty little kids. All right, guys, and that'll well, do it. And now we're shitty little adults. <laughs> down in the comments, you know, uh, please rate, like, subscribe, tell us, review you know, us, give us those review, five stars give, or four. Give us zero stars. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Start a conversation. Yeah, bro. Send out a reply, and then I'll reply to that reply, and that will start a community. A real shitty one. But a community nonetheless. All right. Thanks It's, for, it's been a minute. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for putting up with it. Okay, bye.